everybody. Welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about LGBTQ superheroes. Oh my. This is such a densely packed topic, which has become increasingly significant to many people in global societies. Just Google LGBT superheroes and you will find list after list after list after list of them compiled by people and websites around the world. Not only lists, but books and podcasts and so much more media devoted to the topic, it is dizzying. I remember in the 90s, there was a nightlife event, first time promoting itself as a superhero theme party where attendees were encouraged to dress as their favorite superheroes, and it turned out to be a success. Who knew so many of us had their own costumes? Oh my, who am I kidding? It wasn't just for Halloween. And this was all before Comic-Cons exploded into the giant scale enterprises they have become. Superheroes capture ideals that transcend differences, as well as offer hope to people caught in less than optimal or oppressive situations, whether they be here in the US or anywhere else, they can access the information. There are so very many lists of LGBTQI superheroes and villains put together by so many different and opposing components of society, it is absurd to even address that superheroes could be gay. I personally know three men who have worked for Marvel in different capacities, two of them being very well-known writers and illustrators artists, the other being a talented artist who worked on one of the top comics. All three of the characters from those guys are now identified by the world as Avengers, and they as are their characters, are decidedly heterosexual, but completely gay-friendly. That being said, muscle-bound hard bodies and skin-tight outfits are hard to separate from gay culture. For me, I have always loved Superman. Jerry Seinfeld and I have at least three things in common. We both grew up on Long Island, we are both left-handed, and we both love Superman. My mom used to pin a towel on my t-shirt and I would run around the backyard make, believing that I was Superman. I got the kick of the year when I saw Man of Steel for the first time and there was little Clark Kent doing the exact same thing. Yeah, because it's great. Superman saved the day. Superman was and is the hero, the best, the greatest, the original. Nobody comes close to Superman. Then for me, it was Batman. Then Spider-Man. Then the Fantastic Four. They were the first ones for me who did not have secret identities, but they were cool, man. Then Green Lantern. And now we learn that Alan Scott is the original Green Lantern, and he is or was gay. Then Aquaman, and Aqualad and Superboy, and I never liked Robin. This all meshes with my childhood cartoon viewing habits, which I have previously spoken of. My question is, wouldn't you want an impressionable mind to know that there are people fictional or not, doing heroic things, no matter what their sexual identity, that you can rely on someone who doesn't fit in a rigid description to be gallant, to care, to take action, to help. And by the way, the concept of a secret identity is something almost all gay people can very easily identify with, no matter how good or bad we were at acting that out. And we have been enduring angry demands from social conservatives to erase LGBT superheroes from all forms of media. From Big Think, seven years ago in June, 
uh, an author by the name of Tariq Musa wrote One Million Moms versus Gay Superheroes. The byline is, something in the world is wrong when a real organization is undermined by fictional comics characters with superpowers. I'm paraphrasing here. One Million Moms, or OMM, attempted to take on the two giants of the comic book world, DC and Marvel. This is not because of depictions of extreme violence, sexism, racism, or any other vaguely problematic area, but because two superheroes from the respective outlets came out of the fictional closet or reaffirmed their homosexuality. As The Guardian reported, DC Comics planned to reveal that one of its established characters is gay. Speculation is centering around Batman, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman. And Marvel's new issue of Astonishing X-Men will feature North Star's marriage to his boyfriend. It was eventually revealed that secret DC character was a version of the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott. In their statement on the matter, OMM claimed that children desire to be just like superheroes and mimic superhero actions and even dress up in costume to resemble these characters as much as possible. Now, if role models end up gay, it obviously means that children will want to be gay too. Can you imagine little boys saying, I want a boyfriend or husband like X-Men? Yes, I can. OMM, therefore, will not stand for it and demand to know why adult gay men need comic superheroes as role models. Well, they don't admit OMM, though I think that's a good thing. But what the gays are trying to do is, of course, far worse. They want to indoctrinate impressionable young minds by placing these gay characters on pedestals in a positive light. These companies are heavily influencing our youth by using children's superheroes to desensitize and brainwash them into thinking that a gay lifestyle choice is normal and desirable. Because it is. Brainwashing. Those diabolical comic books with their sinister plots. Uh-huh. One million moms. A, they aren't anywhere close to being one million. And B, I get the very strong impression that these people have severely twisted attitudes about sex in general. To quote the late great George Michael, sex is natural, sex is good, and that everybody does it, but everybody should. Seriously. From LifeSite News, which bills itself as a cutting-edge petition platform created to exclusively serve the pro-life and pro-family communities, their goal is to effect concrete change to create a culture of life. Hate to tell you guys this, but being gay and being pro-life are not at odds with each other, nor are they mutually exclusive. From Bounding Into Comics and writer Jorge Arenas, a petition was recently launched that demanded Marvel Studios not indoctrinate children with homosexual ideology in the upcoming Eternals movie. The petition from LifeSite News came in response to Marvel Studios chief of production Victoria Alonso's recent comments at the premiere of Captain Marvel stating, the world is ready for an LGBT superhero. Not only did Alonso state the world is ready for an LGBT superhero, but Marvel Studios boss Kevin Feige, Feige, Feige I, I, I also don't, I don't know how to say his name, also recently commented on introducing an LGBT hero into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In an interview with E.T., Feige noted that the idea was percolating. A new report also indicated that Marvel Studios was looking for a gay actor to be the lead in an upcoming Eternals movie. LifeSite News Petition is directed at both Victoria Alonso and Kevin Feige. In summary, the petition objects to what they see as Marvel's bid to impose a politically correct homosexual theme in the Eternals movie, 
saying that children and their parents don't expect to be indoctrinated with LGBT propaganda by Marvel Films. It called on the multi-million dollar producer of films like The Avengers and Spider-Man to let children be children and instead lead them into a fantastic world where superheroes can save the world, irrespective of sex. Yes, irrespective of sex, straight or otherwise, they should all be celibate, because that makes them, what, priests? <laughs> yeah. Along with the petition, LifeSite News encourages parents to not let their children see the Eternals. When the Eternals debuts in 2020, don't let your children see risky sexual behavior like homosexuality, glamorized. Created by Jack Kirby, the Eternals came to life in the summer of 1976 in the Eternals number one. The Eternals are a group of beings that were created by Celestials and are, in the comics, defenders of Earth. They are offshoots of the human race, but don't interact greatly with their human cousins. Due to the experiments done by the Celestials, the capacity for super-powered humans, the X-Gene, was also created. Having LGBT actors play superheroes is nothing new to comic book fans. Ian McKellen magnificently portrayed the villainous Magneto in four X-Men films. Wentworth Miller took on the role of Captain Cold in both The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Also, Marvel's counterpart DC Entertainment cast Ezra Miller, who I love, as the Flash in Justice League. Marvel Comics had Alpha Flight member Northstar officially come out as gay back in Alpha Flight 160 in 1992. And creator John Byrne has stated that the character was intended to be gay from the beginning, but he was restricted by the Comic Code Authority. Quote, so I settled on Jean-Paul, and the moment I did, I realized it was already there. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I must have been considering making him gay before I decided to do so, end quote. Marvel Comics has also included a number of LGBT characters. Since Northstar's official coming out, they include America Chavez, a retconned Iceman, Wiccan, Hulkling, Carolina Dean, Karma, Richter, Shatterstar, and others. 20th Century Fox also introduced an LGBT relationship in Deadpool 2, with Negasonic Teenage Warhead being romantically involved with Yukio. If your kid is going to come out of the closet because he or she likes a superhero, it's because they were born that way. And if you don't like it, you suck. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.